Welcome to week seven of the Help Holy Spirit series. It's so good to be with you again. It's just been an amazing experience for all of us uh, to go on this journey of crying out to the Holy Spirit to be our helper, as Jesus promised he'd be. Well, one of the things that um, we haven't explored yet, and that's the, the, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives to actually produce spiritual gifts in the body of Christ, which is the church. And in each of our lives, I want you to imagine with me for a moment, a church where leaders lead, where prophets prophesy, where those with crafts, craft gifts, craftsmanship, or they build, where teachers teach, where administrators do administration, where those with great capacity to give, give generously, where evangelists are evangelising, where interceders or those that, that have the gift of intercession and prayer, pray, where shepherds shepherd, where the, where, where the merciful pour out hearts and tears for people, where the encouragers, where the encouragers encourage, where the discerners discern. Imagine a church like that, because that's the church that the Holy Spirit seeks to construct. That's the church the Holy Spirit builds, where we each use our gifts and serve a greater good or the common good the Bible talks about. Imagine a church like a body. Imagine a church where not everybody was an eye, the Bible talks about, or not everyone was a mouth, or not everyone was an ankle, or a wrist, or a thumb. Imagine a church where you were contributing Christ to Christ's church out of the things you were gifted at. Not out of just being on a roster or not out of just because it's a job that someone's got to do. Now, I'm not saying we don't serve. In fact, I've got a bit of an 80-20 rule that we, we spend 80% of our time investing in the, in the way God's gifted us and 20% of our time just doing chores around the house. Imagine a church where we were actually contributing just as the Holy Spirit had assigned us to do. Imagine a church where we felt fulfilled as we contributed to God's great purposes on this planet. That's the sort of church the Holy Spirit seeks to build. And he invites each of us to be part of that. But I do want to go back to last week and when Scott was speaking about the fruits of the Spirit. And I want to read to you... We can get carried away with spiritual gifts and go, oh, I'm gifted at this, I'm gifted at that. And, and we can have a mentality that's all about me. But I'm going to take you to 1 Corinthians 13. And it's a really important, just almost framework to set the using of spiritual gifts or the spiritual, or more so the Holy Spirit using us in. And it's 1 Corinthians 13 says this, If I could speak all the languages of earth and of angels but didn't love others, I would only be a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I had the gift of prophecy and if I understood all of God's secret plans and possessed all knowledge and I had such faith that I could move mountains but didn't love others, I would be nothing. If I gave everything I have to the poor, even sacrificed my body, I could boast about it. But if I didn't love others, I would have gained nothing. The context of spiritual gifts. And the context of the Holy Spirit uh, producing uh, amazing things through us as we get as we surrender our lives to Him, is that the expectation we can have is that we will love more by using our gifts. That there will be an atmosphere of love because if we don't, we just actually cause pain. So spiritual gifts are not about us; they're actually about others, and they're actually about bringing glory to God. 
going to read to you a number of passages now. And I love these passages. They're all about their, their spiritual gift passages in the Bible. I'm going to go through them one at a time, um, not pull them apart too much, but just give you, I guess, the big picture that we read in the New Testament spiritual gifts, starting with probably the, the most famous one in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Hang in there with me. I'm going to go through all these passages and just make little comments as I go. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 says, There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. You're picking up the Trinity here again. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit the message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between Spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And still to another... Uh, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit. He gives them to each one just as he determines. Interesting, there's some interchanging of the word God and the Spirit, and we're learning to actually have that seamless approach to the, to the Trinity, and it's the same with spiritual gifts. Let me read to you Romans 12.4. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ... We who are many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If, if it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. A lot of that spiritual gift language is all around Christ. Let me show you, share with you some other spiritual gift language around Christ. Now, there, these are Ephesians 4. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. That is a bit of a leadership mix of gifts as Christ is given to the church. Now let me take you to 1 Peter 4. And it says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Again, God the Father, spiritual gifts, the Holy Spirit, use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself was speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Then do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will be bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. We have had such a ride during this Help Holy Spirit series where we've seen the beauty of God the Father, Christ the Son and the Holy Spirit, our Counselor, all mingling in, 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 in having a relationship with God. And I look at this this message on spiritual gifts and see the same thing happening again. And remember, we've learned that the Holy Spirit is in you and, and, and he's in us and he flows through us. And one of those big ways he flows through us with, with all the strength God provides as he flows through us, ministering the love of Christ. One of the ways, sorry, I lost my train of thought there, but one of the things I want us to grab out of all of this is that the, spirit, is the spiritual gifts 
are actually flowing, they, they, they flow through us to build up the body of Christ. I wanted to pick up six different things. Okay, six things about the spiritual gifts. Now, I could have gone a whole lot more, but I would have picked up six, six particular things. And the first is this, that spiritual gifts are distributed by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 12, 11 says, All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and gives them to each one just as he determines. In Romans 12, 6, it says, We have different gifts according to the grace given us. And when that word grace is used, it's a sense of because as the Spirit moves in us. So... Spiritual gifts come from the Holy Spirit. They don't come, they're, they're, they're different to, to a skill or something we've picked up, although sometimes God really anoints those skills. But here's the thing. They are given by God. They are given, they are distributed by the Holy Spirit. And so we can, we can expect the Holy Spirit to work through us and flow through us. He's in us. The same spirit that rose Christ from the dead is in us. We've learned that. But we can expect the Holy Spirit to actually minister through us. Second thing about that, which picks up on that first thing, is every Christian has at least one spiritual gift. 1 Peter 4.10 God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. And 1 Corinthians 12, 11 says, All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and gives them to each one just as he determines. So each one of us has been given a spiritual gift to use well to serve one another, just as the Spirit is determined. I, I like there's a particular passage we go back to. It says we, we use our gifts faith um, in proportion to our faith almost, as our faith builds us. We, we've been given spiritual gifts to minister to grace. That we can have, we can, we can minister according to the faith God has given us. But each one of us has a spiritual gift. One of the things that we've got to be careful of is we say, oh, I'm different to other Christians. We've learned that the Holy Spirit working through us or being in us and, and filling us, it's not an exceptional thing that some get and some don't. It's not about two different classes of Christians. It's the same with spiritual gifts. We've all been given a spiritual gift to minister for the common good. Every spiritual has a spiritual gift. Wayne Cadero says this wonderfully. He says, when you launch out and use your spiritual gifts for the sake of the kingdom, wonderful things will begin to happen. One, you'll know amazing joy. Two, you'll enjoy healthy accountability. And three, you'll experience accelerated growth. I like what Wayne Cadero says about spiritual gifts. He's saying, when we use our gifts... We're, wonderful things will begin to happen. Wonderful things for the sake of the kingdom of God will begin to happen. I like those three things. Amazing joy, but healthy accountability because you see, they're used in the context of others. And accelerated growth. You know, we don't grow by just taking in, taking in, taking in. We grow by being a vessel. We grow by flowing out. That's how we grow. In fact, if we just take in, take in, take in, we'll sort of be, it's almost like we become uh, uh, obese spiritually, where we're actually meant to be a vessel. And Wayne Cadero says, we will experience accelerated growth when we use our spiritual gifts. You know why? Because we'll see God show up in amazing ways and it will increase our faith. Even if it's hard. Sometimes we are using our spiritual gifts into ground that's really hard to break. If you have the spiritual gift of evangelism, you might be going, oh, it's, this is such hard ground to break. 
We hear stories, uh, William Carey going 15 years before a convert. And, and yet he's known as, as one of the fathers of the, the modern mission movement. Oswald, Oswald Chambers says this beautiful, it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful quote. He says these words, God does not ask us to do the things that are naturally easy for us. He only asks us to do the things that we are perfectly fit to do through his grace. And that is where the cross we bear will always come. I share that because sometimes we, we have an expectation that our spiritual gifts will produce extraordinary results. And, we, and, and, and they will. But sometimes it takes time. And sometimes there's a, there's a cross we bear. We, we know Paul was an, an incredible evangelist and an incredible, all, he had all these missionary journeys, but, but he, he carried a cross as he did it. He carried a cross. It was difficult. So spiritual gifts doesn't mean easy life. It just means, and I go back to that quote, uh, we, uh, he only asks us to do the things that we are perfectly fit to do through his grace. He will give us the grace to walk in, there, in the gifts he's given us. Spiritual gifts, uh, not only every Christian has one, but spiritual gifts Focus of self. So every every Christian has a spiritual gift, but the third thing is spiritual gifts focus off ourselves. Healthy use of spiritual gifts focuses off ourselves and focuses on the body of Christ and the, God's plans for the world through the body of Christ. Let me read to you from 1 Peter 4, which is probably my favourite, to be honest, on spiritual gifts. And there's no one better than the other. It's probably my favourite, this one. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. That's probably my favourite little bit. If anyone speaks, he should do it as one speaking the very words of God. And if anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides, so that in all things God may be praised through Jesus Christ. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. As I said, as I read that, my favourite bit is of faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. What I love about spiritual gifts is they are connected to love. As we use our spiritual gifts, we minister, we become ministers of grace. You see, the Holy Spirit, he, he, he bears fruit in our life alongside the gifts. That's what they're all weaved together. So I, my expectation is when we use the spiritual gifts that God's given us, We'll be ministering grace, love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. So all, all those things, they will saturate, the, saturate the, the gifts that we have ministering through us. And I love that, the, um, that this, 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 this third point of spiritual gifts focus off self. I love the image of the jigsaw puzzle. If, if the body of Christ or the kingdom of God was a jigsaw puzzle, you imagine a jigsaw puzzle. Actually, have a look at this image. What's the one thing that you notice there in the image? There's a piece missing. In the big picture, I love that image where, where we are a piece in the big picture, in the puzzle. And our spiritual gifts make, make the puzzle or make the picture complete. When we hold back our spiritual gifts, we hold back grace. I wish I had a, a piece of puzzle in my hand and say, this is you and I. And we need to take our place in the big picture 
to faithfully minister God's grace in its various forms. The fourth thing I want to suggest is spiritual gifts are distributed for the common good. And that taps onto what I've just said. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. Ephesians 4, 11. It was he who gave sundry apostles, sundry prophets, sundry evangelists, sundry pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for works of service so the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. I love that this imagery of when our gifts are used, there's going to be a fullness of Christ. It's going to be a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. That's going to uh, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit distributes gifts in us to build up a full, beautiful picture. Another image I like to look is have a look at this one on the screen. It's the image of, of a chain where we take a link in the chain. Where, where, where we, if you want to move a load, every link's got to take its place in a chain. You could have a thousand great links and they could be big and bulky and amazing and they're linked in. And, but there's one, if there's a link missing, so pretend this is a chain, 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 and there's some, and a missing link and then chain, 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 we'll move nothing. I really like that imagery of, of the, the importance of us all taking our space in the chain, linked together. So important. And I like that spiritual gifts focus us, focus us on a, a united effort to carry the load. Now, we know that, that, that Christ carries the load, but, but the spiritual gifts, uh, they're, they're given to us that together, under the headship of Christ, we can forge the kingdom of God forward. One thing we sometimes forget is that spiritual gifts, number five, spiritual gifts are special abilities. Peter Wagner wrote a lot on spiritual gifts in the, in the, in the end of the last century and, and he really brought to light a whole new focus on spiritual gifts, which had been let go for, for quite a while actually. And he said this, a spiritual gift is a special attribute given by the Holy Spirit to every member of the body of Christ according to God's grace for use within the context of the body. Do you know I worry sometimes that we build churches on rosters or and rosters are important we, we all take a it's like a household we've all got chores to do in the house or we've all got responsibilities in the in the community and we can all take our place you know, otherwise we say, I'm not gifted, so I won't clean the toilets or I'm not gifted, so I won't put that away or put my dish away. You leave that to the gifted ones. No, there's, there's, a, there's, there's responsibilities to serve and there's responsibilities to take our place in the household. But sometimes we almost put everybody, we say there's no special abilities that God's given to the church. And we've got these passages which say God has given special abilities to the church that, that are humbly used to serve the kingdom of God in, in, in special ways. Let me give you a few examples. Acts 1.8 says we're all to be witnesses. But we read in Ephesians 4 that some have the gift of evangelism. Some, some have this special ability to present the gospel, present that Jesus Christ, and people get saved and impacted by that. But we're all called to be witnesses, to give testimony to the hope that we have, 1 Peter 3. Colossians 3.12 says we're all called to be merciful. But we read in the gifts passages that some have a special uh, uh, anointing of mercy. Now, now I, I, I like people. 
And I and I I know I, and one, three well, Colossians three twelve tells me to be merciful, and I want to be merciful. It should be a fruit of the spirit. But some have such a gift of empathy and they have a gift of mercy and they can connect in the most extraordinary ways with people's um, sorrow and pain or they can or, or they can connect in extraordinary ways uh, just to see a need and meet it in a really merciful way. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 says we're all called to give. So we're all called to bring in our, in our, in our tithe or in, in, in our, be consistent in our giving through worshipping God and worshipping God through our giving. But some are gifted in giving and they've been given great capacity to raise incredible funds for the kingdom of God. I have a dear friend of mine, a dear friend of mine who's used his gift of giving to seed so many ministries. See, oftentimes he's the one that gives into a space where others aren't quite sure to give into yet. And they give in and, and things are birthed and seeded. Special, special missions are seeded by, by my good friend. And some of that gift and that capacity to give that way. And yet we're all called to give. We're all called to, to be generous. One of the things that we also need to know is that um, those special abilities can be grown. If you've got, got a gift of teaching, then we don't just assume that we, we, let, we, we fan that gift of flame. We grow that gift of teaching. If we have a gift of, uh, of, of encouragement, then, we, then we, we actually grow that gift of encouragement. Just like spiritual gifts, uh, spiritual fruit grows in us, so spiritual gifts can grow in us. The sixth thing I want to suggest is spiritual gifts function in an atmosphere of love. Can I just say this? If we neglect using our spiritual gifts, we will hurt the body. We actually hurt the body. It's a bit like go back to that jigsaw puzzle. The piece is not there. The picture is not complete. When we use our spiritual gifts, we minister grace. Remember, we minister love, 1 Peter 4. But here's... What I want to share with you, I don't know whether you've ever seen this before in the Bible. Every passage in the New Testament on spiritual gifts has a love passage right alongside it. Romans 12, 3 to 8 is followed by a love passage in verses 9 to 9 and 10. 1 Corinthians 12 and 14, these incredible passages on spiritual gifts, have the, the love passage of 1 Corinthians 13 right in the minute where it goes, love is patient, love is kind. That's in the context of using spiritual gifts. Ephesians 4, 11 to 14 is followed by a love passage, verses 15 and 16. And it actually says, as we use our gifts, the whole body will build, be built up in love. 1 Peter 4, 10 to 11, it follows, actually follows a love passage in verses 8 and 9. Love is right next to using spiritual gifts. And it makes sense because if it's not, we would actually be filled with pride. This is my special ability. I'm amazing. Look at me. That's not what spiritual gifts are for. The spiritual gifts are given to flow through us, to minister out of the body of Christ and see that God's kingdom come and his will be done. It's a way God has chosen to do his great commission. And so let's not hold back our spiritual gifts. Let's not, it's, that will be like holding back the love of God. I just want to finish. I've, I've just come up with five E's. The five E's of discovering your spiritual gifts. The first one, explore the possibilities. 
If you have a hunch about something, I might have this gift or that gift. Talk to those who might be exercising those gifts or using those gifts. Go to prayer and say, Lord, reveal to me. Holy Spirit, show me the way you've gifted me to serve the body of Christ. Look at the Bible passages, meditate or ruminate over those Bible passages again that I've read today and and just go, is there a gift, Lord, that you want to use me to to distribute to the body and to to your kingdom come and you will be done? You can actually do spiritual gift um, inventories or, or, you know, you can if you look online, a spiritual gift assessment, you'll find one and you can do that. that. They're a tool. The next thing, next E is experiment with as many gifts as you can. Because you can do a, a spiritual gift assessment and that, when you do those, you tend to assess what's happening, what you do now. But do you know, God might be asking, might have a spiritual gift to give you, which you have never even explored yet. So throw a wide net. And especially now with, with new technology and new opportunities to use gifts in different ways. In the past, if you had a spiritual gift of teaching in the church, you generally it was all geared around either preaching or going to a Bible college, leading in a Bible college or teaching a Bible study. Now teaching can be done online. Teaching can be done in all sorts of different ways. You know, one of the greatest fears that people have is actually public speaking. But do you know that, that, that now teaching doesn't have to be just be done in a, in a public speaking, speaking setting? And it certainly doesn't have to be one person standing up with a 100 people or, or however many sitting in pews listening to you teach. Teaching is done in all sorts of different ways. It's hands-on, it's practical, it's side-by-side. I show you, you do, you show me, all that sort of stuff. That could be a spiritual gift of teaching. That's just an example. Experiment with gifts. Thirdly, examine your feelings. The Bible says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I actually believe that using our spiritual gifts, there'll be a bit of delight which will come along those times when you go, wow, I'm amazed. This is amazing that God has used me in such a way. The Holy Spirit has decided to, to work through me in that way. And so when I say examine your feelings, it might not just be something you're passionate about or something that brings you joy. It might be a holy discontent is a phrase that's often used where you go, this is just not right. Something's got to change. Something's stirred in you and I'm going to, I'm going to minister into that. William Wilberforce. Um, who, who, who petitioned to Parliament in England for the abolition of slavery. It was a holy discontent. And God used those gifts of leadership in him to change the, to change the world, basically. So examine your feelings. Fifthly, evaluate your effectiveness. Remember, spiritual gifts are spiritual special abilities. Let me go back to uh, 1 Corinthians 12. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. In other words, we can expect God to, to, to show up when we use our spiritual gifts. And we can have faith that God will do immeasurably more than our capacities. Because they are Holy Spirit given gifts. Evaluate our effectiveness because that can go either two ways. We can overinflate what we think we're gifted in or we can underestimate. Oh, I'm not that. I'm not. That's not that good. 
And that taps into the last E, which is expect confirmation from the body. Sometimes we're going to need the body of Christ to say, you're really gifted that way. Or sometimes the body of Christ can get beside us and actually say, hey, um, have you thought about exploring this gift? But remember, when it's all done in love, we'll actually spur each other on to take our spot in that link in the chain. 1 Peter 4.10, I'll go back to it. Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully ministering God's grace in its various forms. So I encourage you out of this message today, this is where it's about the whole, we've enjoyed so much about having the Holy Spirit as our counsellor, our advocate, our helper. Today was about, okay, I am yours, Holy Spirit. Take hold of me. You manifest gifts in me that can contribute to God's work, to his work in others, and to build up the body of Christ. I hope this message has been helpful. Um, I hope that you take some time to think through, pray through, ask God to show you the way he's invited you to contribute to his kingdom come, his will be done. A short little testimony, really little testimony, is as an electrician many, many years ago and loving games and not having any skills in the arts world at all, I just basically figured the only gifts I have will be I'll be able to run youth group games and I love running games. I love mucking around with just playing games. I had no idea. Um, that there was some gifting in me which is about starting new things. And I've even balked at the, they call about some apostles, prophets, evangelists, and I've got, oh, I don't want to use that word apostles. But basically what I've, I've learned is it's, it's that missionary space or that space going into new spaces, even in, in a current church, and launching new things. And it's a spiritual gift. That God's, give, that God's deposited in me and it's taken me years to realise it. I kept looking back. And so if there was a youth group that needed to be birthed, I'd birth a youth group. If there was a, a church that needed to be birthed, I'd get behind that church that was birthed. Sometimes I'd be lead, sometimes I'd be just be on the team. If there seemed to be something new that needed to be done, uh, by God's grace, I was drawn to that. Others have a spiritual gift where they go, wow, I need to follow what Mark's done and actually tidy it up, clean it up, make it work, bring structure to it. Um, others have said, Mark's really good at doing new things and that sort of stuff, but what about really pressing into to the people that we've connected with and, and they bring a strong shepherding gift? Others have said, uh, I really want to disciple and teach the body of Christ and equip the body of Christ. Me, it's been much more in that sort of faith, evangelism, apostolic mission space. That's where God has gifted me and I had no idea. Um, I encourage you, let God surprise you and let's believe that God can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine and step out in faith as God leads. Let me pray. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you've gifted the body of Christ. I thank you that you've gifted each one of us. And we come to you now and without, we come to you and say we are open. I think of a phrase that a friend of mine used, Lord, where he, where he said God equips the called. He doesn't call the equipped. Equip us to the callings that you've called us to.
and enable us to be humble. Please build a humility and a love in us as we use our gifts. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.